last week was a bit crazy for me. Uh, the week leading up to the bishop's visit, fundraising dinner and the confirmations, all the work that went into that. So I spent quite a few late nights getting ready for that, and I was tired afterwards. I didn't feel like rejoicing too much. Didn't feel too much joy. Just kind of a, kind of burnt out in in many ways. So and. Uh, Today is Gaudaute Sunday, which means rejoice. So we have the, the pink or the rose candle lit. And this is why you see a few folks wearing, I see some little, those with pink and, ro- and rose colors. So it uh, means rejoice. However, many people during this time of the year feel a lot like I was feeling, you know, a, a week ago. Uh, and they're not rejoicing. They're kind of feeling burdened, overwhelmed maybe, There's, there's all the decorations that get taken care of, and you got all this Christmas shopping, and you're spending a long time online trying to find the perfect gift for that person. And, you know, there's the parties and the ugly sweaters and the caffeine and I know these expectations, right? You got to, like, bake the cookies with the kids, the grandkids, and everything's got to go great. And you go out and look at the Christmas lights and do all these things. And then, you know, people end up arguing and fighting, and things don't turn out quite like you were hoping. And, all these beautiful Christmas memories that, you know, you are hoping to put together just kind of seems to be falling apart and you're feeling, you know, overwhelmed and burnt out perhaps and you're not feeling that joy, that rejoicing. Well, the church provides us with a solution for this and, you know, during this time of preparation for our Lord's coming, that solution is John the Baptist. He teaches us how to rejoice. Uh, he, he knows how to prepare well for our Lord and to rejoice in the midst of that preparation. I don't know if you, you heard it or not, but in our first reading from Isaiah 61, it gives this picture of rejoicing in the midst of preparation for the Lord's, for the day of the Lord. And the picture that it gives is of a, of a groom and a bride, so two people who are preparing for their wedding. This is a joyous time in the occasion of two people. They're excited. They're getting ready to bring their lives together in this special way uh, to build a life together. And this truly is a joyous time of preparation. There are some stresses, of course, in putting together a a wedding and bringing two lives together. But it's a joyful thing during this time of preparation. Well, John the Baptist, he talked about himself as the friend of the bridegroom. You know, what better position can you have, you know, than being the friend? You get to be part of the preparations. You get to be involved. And yet, you don't have, like, the weight of the thing, you know, all the stresses of it. You just get to get all the fun parts, right? This great joyfulness. This is how John the Baptist saw himself as the one preparing for the Lord. And he teaches us. He teaches us how to find joy in the midst of this time of preparation. You know, he says, you know, first we can learn especially from his life, the way that he taught. You know, when people came to him, heard of the gospel reading, they asked him who he was, what he was all about. And uh, he said he wasn't the promised one, that he wasn't a great prophet, that he wasn't the Christ. And he could have claimed any of those things and people would have believed him. He had this huge 
ministry. Huge. It stretched far. It was vast. St. Paul, later on as he was evangelizing, kept finding disciples of John the Baptist, even into Asia, people who had received the baptism of John. This was a huge, vast, very successful ministry that John the Baptist had. And yet, he wasn't holding on to any of that. He knew that in his ministry that he would need to become less and Christ more. So he's pointing people to Christ. He knew his job, that it was preparing people for the Lord. This is, can be very helpful for you and me as we're going through this season, this Advent season of preparation. That having the perfect Christmas party or the most delicious baked Christmas cookies or getting all the cards out in time or the lights, all these things, you know, we're afraid of if we fail that it's, you're afraid maybe how, how it's going to make you look, you know, or the, the, the Christmas memories with you and the kids weren't quite as perfect as, as you had hoped. But really, Christmas, getting ready for this time is not about any of those things. It's about pointing people to the Lord. It's about you and I becoming less and about him becoming more. That is the true route to rejoicing, the true route to finding joy. Not encumbering yourself with all these things, but instead pointing people to the Lord, using this season to point to the Lord. And you can do this in lots of simple, modest, humble ways. This is what John the Baptist exemplified. Uh, Instead of spending lavishly, you know, how can you show restraint and modesty in your gift giving? You know, John the Baptist, he just wore, you know, simple clothes, humble clothes, simple food. How can you show restraint in your your spending? How can you show restraint in the clothes that you wear or the car that you drive? Can you drive a little older car instead of driving, you know, a new car or a, a simpler house or live in a simple place? The scripture mentioned that John the Baptist was over in Bethany. This little out-of-the-way town wasn't in the big city, you know, Jerusalem. This little out-of-the-way town. This is where you could find John the Baptist, where this whole conversation about him, you know, was shown forth. This is the way to joy, the way of humility, the way of modesty, of, of simplifying things, not becoming so caught up in all this commercialization that we especially are tempted by during this season. Uh, and said simple ways, even, you know, giving anonymously of yourself instead of simply giving to pe- people you know, your family, friends, you know, giving to the poor. All these simple ways, these ways away that point away from you, ways that point to the Lord. This is the example that John the Baptist, the first example that John the Baptist gives to us. The second, and I think the, is, it's an outgrowth of this humility that we're called to, is repentance, humbling yourself before the Lord. John the Baptist said that he was the one that called people to repentance. He was one that preached, make straight in the desert the way of the Lord, calling people back to the Lord. Uh, So if you're humbling yourself, the way to truly humble yourself before the Lord is to turn to him in repentance, especially in the sacrament of confession. So Advent is a penitential season, time of preparing, preparation, especially getting your own heart ready. So this is why there's various uh, parishes throughout the diocese that are offering penance services right now. You might consider attending one of those, going to confession there, 
Or here at St. James, you know, we try to offer a confession before the Mass. This coming Sunday, we're doing an extended period of confession all morning long. Uh, so these are opportunities to come and, and get things right with the Lord. Uh, and I would encourage you to do this, you know, to be fully open with the Lord, fully humbling yourself with the Lord. You know, if there's some sin that you've been afraid to bring to the Lord in the sacrament of confession, this will steal your joy. You won't be rejoicing if there's some sin that's been burdening you down. Psalm 32, 3 and 4 says, When I kept silent, meaning keeping these things secret, when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. Sin has a burdening a person down, robbing joy. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. So hidden sins, not bringing these things to light for forgiveness and healing, can sap a person's strength, can sap a person's joy. You know, there are certain sins and things that sometimes people are embarrassed about and they're afraid to bring these things to the Lord in the sacrament of confession because of this embarrassment. I would encourage you to push past this. Yes, this can be a little awkward, but the joy that's on the other side of that is, is worth it. The forgiveness coming to the right state with the Lord is worth it. Uh, back in 1917, Our Lady of Fatima appeared and she told, she said, the sins which cause most souls to go to hell are the sins of the flesh, sins against chastity. These are sins that sometimes people have a hard time. Could be, there are others too, of course, but there's, people have a hard time sometimes bringing to the Lord in the sacrament of confession. Uh, but I would urge you, encourage you, get these things taken care of. Push past any hesitancy that you may have that Push past, get those sins taken care of. Find that joy again in the forgiveness of the Lord. In his presence is the fullness of joy. You know, at his hand are pleasures forevermore, the psalmist says. This is what John the Baptist calls us to. He's a man that preached repentance. Make straight the way of the Lord. So if you're missing joy, if you're feeling overwhelmed this season, Humble yourself before the Lord, you know, simplicity in, in your spending habits and kind of how much you're taking on during this time, but then also humble yourself through repentance, through coming to the Lord in the sacrament of reconciliation, finding forgiveness, finding peace, being reconciled back to him in his church so that his joy may be full in you and that God may be glorified. Amen.